0: On Pop. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding.
1: I'm producer Rihanna Cruz.
0: Each year, publications typically do superlatives to say who did the best things in the various genres and types of music. For Switched on Pop, we just have one superlative, and it's Bad Bunny.
1: Yes, you know I am a longtime Bad Bunny fan, scholar, even dressed up as him for Halloween this year, so <laughs> I could not agree more.
0: He is the most streamed artist globally on Spotify, the third year in a row. He sold $373.5 million in ticket sales, highest Oof. grossing touring artist this year. Wow. His album Un Verano Sin Ti is the most streamed album on Apple Music. It is the first Spanish album to top Billboard's year-end charts, and it's the first Spanish-language album nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys. And when it's got a hit like Caíta on it, how could it not be? Bad Bunny's new album isn't just breaking records, it's also steeped in musical history and countless references. So to help us unpack that history and to explain how the album helped Bad Bunny take over the pop music world, we've invited LA Times music journalist Susie Exposito, whose 2020 Rolling Stone cover profile of Bad Bunny helped turn the world onto this prolific artist. Hello, Susie.
2: Hey, Charlie. Hey, Rihanna. Howdy. you Thanks for having me.
0: It's such a pleasure, especially because I think you're one of the world experts on Bad Bunny. Uh, We last featured him on the podcast extensively in March 2020. And around the same time, you were in conversation with him. Do you mind giving us a quick refresher on uh, Bad Bunny? What do we need to know about his story?
2: Bad Bunny is a prolific singer, songwriter, and producer from Puerto Rico and ended up going to School in San Juan for college, where he studied AV, communications, that sort of thing. And he was making music and posting it on SoundCloud while he was working at a grocery store, bagging groceries. <laughs> and in 2016, he dropped this song called Diles, which is his breakthrough single, at least on the SoundCloud circuit. <laughs> so this is like a standard Latin trap song and became you know this this definitive moment for Bad Bunny it was his breakthrough moment and he gets signed however one really important part of Bad Bunny's career is Hurricane Maria which happened in September 2017 and I think that this is like very very crucial when it comes to his career because he started becoming an advocate for Puerto Ricans and you know justice for Puerto Ricans who were really like left out in the cold after the hurricane and so he really started to build his profile not just as a rapper and as a singer but as like an activist he ended up performing on the Jimmy Fallon show
1: after one year of the hurricane there's still people without electricity on their homes. More than 3,000 people die, and Trump is still in denial. But you know what?
2: After this, you know, he starts collaborating with Cardi B and J Balvin. The song I Like It was like a huge smash in 2018. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Rihanna, you're the self-reported Bad Bunny scholar. What happens post 2018 to catch us up to 2022 in the new album?
1: It's a lot, dude. He just releases album after album. Starting in 2018, he drops his first solo record then the next year releases a collaborative album with Jay Balvin. Then in 2020, he drops three separate records. All of them went multiple times platinum. And then last year he took a break, only to give us Un indeed this year, one of his biggest hits of all. And I, I honestly found the record pretty challenging. How did you find it challenging? I think it's very dense. Yeah. I think there's a lot to, to explore on it, where I, I think like, it is very easy to listen to and accessible, but personally I found it challenging because I'm sort of exploring all the different themes he's talking about, all the different genres. Mm. It's a very intertextual record, yeah. I think. Did you find it challenging, Susie? Not at all.
2: I found it very like nostalgic and comforting. It's like a pleasant surprise that this album was as popular as it was because you're right, it's very dense. It's, it's rich in Caribbean music history, right? It brings in, you know, popular types of music that people haven't been as reverent towards. I don't think there's as much reverence in in Latino culture at large, beyond the Caribbean, for genres like merengue, like bembo, you know, very, I mean, very particular to the Dominican Republic, which... Bad Bunny credited as a major inspiration. Spending time in the DR for him was really crucial to the creation of this album. But I also think about how, you know, these genres, I don't want to say they had their heyday, like everybody forgot about merengue, because that's ridiculous.
0: The album is an hour and 20 minutes (laughs) long, and as we've established, it is fairly dense. Like, there's a lot of musical references, but I think we should start with perhaps the most pertinent which is you say in your album review that puerto rico remains his muse Mm -hmm. what do you mean and how can we hear puerto rico on this album
2: i think that it's it's more than genre the the island itself is like humanized through bad bunny's work it's like given kind of a a human form with, like, its own personality. You know, he's really proud of being Puerto Rican. If you go back to, I mean, that song with, like, Nore and Daddy Yankee, Nina Sky, you know, Oemi Canto. Yeah. Just, just the fact <laughs> that, like, people were repping their countries. That's such a Latin American tradition, you know? Like, Boricua, Morena. Boricua, Morena, Dominicano, Colombiano, Dominicano, Colombiano, Boricua. That is a Latin American tradition. You go back to, to Ruben Vladez, you know, making the song Plastico. Panama, Present. Puerto Rico, Present. Mexico,
1: Present. Venezuela.
2: Present. You know, like he shouts out all the different countries in Latin America. That's like, we have pride. And I think Bad Bunny speaks to the pride that we have, you know, in our respective like countries or diasporas and as far as like you know Puerto Rico being his muse he really humanizes the island the way that he sings about it the way that he documents quotidian life in Puerto Rico I th- I think about a song like this was the La Playa you know what are we doing after we go to the beach
0: Dime donde vamos,
2: después de la playa where are the afters? What's good? Whose house are we going
1: to? <laughs> Where are the afters?
2: <laughs> you know, or like, or like sitting around with his aunt, you know, his deepy, who's like grilling him about having a bunch of girlfriends.
0: <laughs>
2: and he's like, I'll tell you what, you'll meet all of them and that's that's what titi me pregunto is about is he's you know (laughs) he's playing the field and his aunt is grilling him and grilling him and you know this is such a like universally (laughs) uh latina experience (laughs) is getting grilled by like the meddling aunt i cannot with these titis like I have these aunties. They know who they are, but, like, leave me alone.
1: Tite Me Pregunto is my brother's favorite song on the record, and he played it so much that his girlfriend got mad at him because he was singing it so excitedly oh about having so many girlfriends.
2: <laughs> like, are we poly now? What's happening? <laughs> right. Like, his girlfriend
1: got so mad, and whenever it comes on now, he's like, man, like, Ophelia, I can't sing this around <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, it's
2: so funny because the reason why so many people love Bad Bunny, you know, you don't have to be Puerto Rican to feel seen by Bad Bunny's music. And a song like Titi Me Pregunto is so funny because it doesn't just like, you know, touch on our cultures and like, kind of the the ridiculous, uh, like liberties that Our aunts take, you know, when they want to grill us about why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? What are you doing? Why are you messing around like that? But then he gets (laughs) vulnerable with it at the end of the song and he's talking about how he wants to be in love, but he can't allow himself to be in love. Cause then he'd have to be vulnerable with one person. Sweet. And that's like a lot to ask for him. And that's something that is really relatable.
0: You called one song on the album the the zenith, the the high point of uh I think Puerto Rican representation. Mm. What's that song and why does it stand out to you?
2: Yeah. El Apagon, it translates to the blackout. Puerto Rico has had a series of rolling blackouts they have what what's happened is there's been this like private energy company called luma that's been that's been rolled in to the island and it's like the worst service in the world (laughs) the most like inconsistent they're really like they're messing up on all fronts but like you know they're failing at getting like consistent energy to the people of puerto rico De
1: hey, hey.
2: The reason El Apagón is important is because not just because it talks about you know the energy crisis. It, it's it's like a call to arms in a way for people to speak out in defense of the island. It's it's also you know Puerto Rican culture identity. There's a really good line in El Apagón where Bad Bunny's like, everybody wants to be Latino, but they lack the flavor. (laughs) They lack, you know, the spice, (laughs) you know, they don't got the flavor (laughs) to be out here, you know, rebranding reggaeton and dance hall as Tropical House, they don't have the sazón to be doing that. (laughs) And so it's like he's firing these warning shots like, hey, we see you. This is ours. And and we're protecting it. It's like a very patriotic song. It's sort of a call to to action for Puerto Ricans. But also, I, I think for a lot of us to give credit where it's due...
0: You're making me realize that the music mirrors the quality of being in a blackout and looking for community and support. Mm -hmm. The song starts very sparsely. It's just Bad Bunny, some simple percussion.
2: Yeah, the bomba beat.
0: And slowly it builds. And becomes this overwhelming party song everybody celebrating together
2: <laughs> God I love that
0: it feels like we've gone from the dark into the light you know people making it through that difficulty through culture through music
1: I mean even at the end of the song there's like that gang vocal where it sounds like he's just getting everybody all of his homies in the studio to just shout yeah. the the hook <laughs>
2: Yeah, the, these lyrics. Some of these lyrics are not uh, safe for work. <laughs> I will
1: say <laughs> that's what when I was um, when I was doing the rounds for "Song of the Summer," I kept bringing up this song. But I was like, "Hey, you might need to find the clean version yeah. when, when you play it on the air."
2: <laughs> but you know, like at the at the end of the song, there's this cool like Euro House moment where the beat like simmers down, and then you have La Gabi.
1: Yes, Gabriella Berlin Jerry. That
2: bunny's like not girlfriend now. I don't know, Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his like soulmate. I I don't know, platonic soulmate, romantic soulmate, I'm not sure. But uh she sings, you know, this is my beach, this is my son. She's telling everybody to get out. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> You know, she's telling everybody to get out of Puerto Rico. You know, through her, it's, like, the the people of Puerto Rico kind of staking their claim to all these, like, outsiders going to the island and trying to cash in on, like, you know, its natural resources, including the people. Culture is, like, a natural resource. And it's important to, like, have that context when listening to Bad Bunny. He's, he's like, a patriot, you know, when it comes to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican identity, I think he's he approaches it the way that, like, a patriot does.
1: He's become sort of, I feel like, as somebody who's Puerto Rican, like, become a de facto mascot Mm. for the island. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I've noticed, associate being Puerto Rican with with Bad Bunny. Mm -hmm. Bad Bunny, you know, topping charts, being the most streamed artist has like made me proud to be from the island because I have somebody like Bad Bunny. Mm -hmm. I, I want that man to represent us, you know? Yeah. Like I'm Cuban. We have such a rich history when it comes
2: to like salsa but I feel like a lot of us, you know, in the Caribbean, our our cultures are very intertwined. I think about watching the Fania All-Stars, like the legendary show that they did in the Democratic Republic of Congo. How powerful it was to see someone like Hector Lavoe, who I think is like one of like Bad Bunny's ancestors. <laughs> I feel like he, he was like a predecessor of Bad Bunny. And Seeing Hector Laveau sing Mi Gente. Mi gente más de mundo. You know, in Africa with all the like Fania all-stars mixed with like, like Celia Cruz and like Willie Colón, like all these Caribbean rock stars, really. Cause salsa was like the rock and roll of the Caribbean, you know, in this in the sixties and seventies. Those were our rock stars. Yeah. So I think about how similarly, you know, there's there's a similar kind of renaissance happening, the same way that like salsa had this fantastic renaissance, you know, especially in like New York City in that time, and thinking about how how meaningful it is to see or like extensions of like our culture making this much of a global impact.
0: Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. If you have allergies, then I've got a familiar scenario for you. You wake up on a beautiful spring morning and peek outside. You get a feel of that nice breeze, but then you start to feel a little tickle in your nostrils. That tickle is the spring air telling you to go be a hermit and avoid the outside because you'll soon be a sniffling, sneezing mess. But don't listen to it. Allergies suck, but a good nasal spray makes all the difference. I personally learned that I suffer from adult onset allergies. And it's a real bummer, but a good allergy med makes all the difference for my ability to go out in the springtime to smell magnolias, my favorite flower. If you also want relief quickly to get back to breathing in the spring air, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com used directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. So Bad Bunny is making specific cultural call-outs, whether it's through hilarious conversations about his aunties, or more meaningful political issues. We obviously also hear throughout the album, I feel like, holding it all together is reggaeton and rhythms, and yet the album is full of so many pan Latin pop cultural references. You, you've made a handful of them. Let's take a listen to Displays to La Playa.
1: Yes.
0: It starts in this very sort of synthy Latin trap vibe. And then we get this total change up. I love this song for reasons I don't fully understand. But I particularly (laughs) enjoy that change up from this very polished, very poppy sound to moving into this merengue style that isn't just using those rhythms. They change the entire production To me, it sounds like I'm driving in Los Angeles and listening to FM radio. Like, he actually goes on a cheaper microphone.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) It sounds much more DIY. It feels, it's a word that I hate to use, but it feels, like, authentic, if you will, in the way that it is produced. So maybe you could all give me a hand in what are some of the rhythms and call-outs that we're hearing here. Well
2: he calls it he calls it Mambo. Like Mambo Dominicano. It's like part of like the the family tree that's merengue and it was popularized by I I feel like Omega is like one of the most famous Mambo Dominicano artists. (laughs) And even actually like gets a shout out in like a Rosalia song. You know that song Despecha. (laughs) <laughs> but talking about, you know, merengue being hot again and having this moment. Oh my God, there's so many references in this song, you know. He calls back to Bachata, specifically in, in a reference to the song by Aventura featuring Don Omar. Ea y yo. It's like such a legendary song for those of us who grew up in the 2000s listening to Spanish music, like... Uh, The boy is mine, but... <laughs> Brandy instead of Brandy and Monica it's like Romeo Santos and Don Omar you know talking about yeah
1: very like like superpower me against the music Britney Madonna me against vibes. the music like two <laughs> superstars two
2: superstars going at it you know and Bad Bunny chooses Don Omar he's like me voy a ser comodon
0: me voy a
2: just throws in tendrils of, of like Caribbean pop culture references into these songs, which makes them that much more thrilling, you know. But for Charlie, knowing that you didn't grow up with this stuff, it's like, it's just a fun song. It's like a really invigorating and uh, dynamic song with all these like different sounds thrown in, you know, and shaken up.
1: Because the thing about mambo and the thing about merengue is that they're genres to dance to. Yeah. So you can listen to this and feel good and get the movement to dance without like knowing the exact like merengue steps because it's so ingrained in the music.
0: Talk about lack of understanding. I played more than a decade ago in an Afro Latin jazz band trying to play bass. We attempted many different Caribbean styles in this group. It was like an academic course. And for me, it was musically like trying to do advanced calculus because my (laughs) subdivisions of rhythms were not uh, substantive enough or well-practiced for me to be able to hold down the groove for the entire group. And so I just have these horrible nightmare memories, (laughs) flashbacks of the drummer staring at me so angry that I could not play these rhythms properly. <laughs> I'm familiar with Meringue, but I can't play it well.
1: But that's part of why this album has such an appeal to a lot of Latinas in in America, because it's things that are ingrained in our bodies and in our bones Mm -hmm. where we can listen to this and feel an instantaneous connection, whether or not we're inherently familiar. Like, I don't know how to dance bachata, you know what I mean? But I can listen to this. And be like, yeah, I feel it. I feel the groove. And and it's something innate that Bad Bunny is accessing. He has sort of like a key and he's unlocking different different locks, <laughs> you know, yeah. in, in the dancing spirit of, of Latinas across the globe, really.
2: Speaking to that bodily connection, I feel like something I kept thinking about in listening to this album was how reggaeton has become heritage sound. It's like a type of, you know, what, what we would call like folk music. We usually think of something more analog. We don't think about drum machines when we think about folk music. But reggaeton mm-hmm. really has become a type of folk music.
0: What's so stunning about that is that the genre, as you're sort of hinting at, is only about three decades old. Yeah. It comes about in the 90s from Nando Boom. la mano si no Gritando fuerte no and was largely popularized by Daddy Yankee. Yeah. And I feel like Bad Bunny treats it like it's been around forever. I don't say that lightly. He has reverence to this sound.
2: Yeah, thinking back to it, I mean, I I also want to say, like, you know, I'm probably going to upset a lot of people, but I also want to say that, like, reggaeton is not just a heritage sound in Puerto Rico, but also in Panama, talking about Nando Boom, let's give the Panamanians some love. Right. El General was like the, like, <laughs> you know, Tu Pum was like ground zero. Or like Dembo by Shabarangs.
1: Dembo, Dembo, Dembo,
2: these were the roots of it and in Panama and eventually you know Puerto Rico in the late 80s 90s you know they were taking it in like these different like really cool directions but I do think it's reasonable to describe uh, reggaeton at this point in time as a kind of homegrown like folk music
1: Well, I think, like, we're even starting to see a sort of changing in the guard Mm -hmm. in the gods of reggaeton where, like, Daddy Yankee's retiring and Bad Bunny is the biggest star in the world. Yeah. It's getting to the point where there's an actual shift in the sort of types of artists that are topping the charts, where it's still so young that an artist like Daddy Yankee is still, you know, going out with a bang and going out on top. But there's whole younger generations of artists that have lived with reggaeton. You know, they've never been without it. Yeah. And now they're making it and it's getting on the radio and it's getting radio play and, and topping billboard charts in America. Mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if there were some sort of nostalgia revivalist group doing reggaeton on traditional acoustic instruments now. You know, I feel like it it could sit in that space. Like, bluegrass is, is, is exactly that. Like, bluegrass is a contemporary form from the 50s, maybe the late 40s. And when electrification was very popular, people were like, why don't we do something which sounds older and put it on a bunch of acoustic instruments? I feel like we could, I feel like reggaeton could almost be played in that same sort of way now because of its ubiquity. Mm-hmm.
2: Going going back to El Apagón being like a, a half bomba, half house song. Right. That's why what Bad Bunny does is so important is he made a
1: bomba house song (laughs)
2: and it's a pop
1: song. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like like things like that are why he's such a great artist. And that's why I said originally that the album I found to be dense and challenging Mm. because it's so thoughtful in his intentions mm-hmm. where like bomba is a puerto rican protest music mm-hmm. you know like the rhythm that the bomba which is also the name of a drum the, the rhythm that the Bulma is using on a song is a Sika pattern which is rising up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's supposed to be protest music, it's supposed to be unification, and it's supposed to bring everybody together, mm. and even in the pattern, you know, that is is there, and that's in it, and the album has such a wealth of connections from that to its relationship with Dembo to its relationship with Cumbia, mm-hmm. it's all in there and it's all over the songs it's truly like a well of latin culture all sort of mixed together and whenever you can reach in and pull something out it's going to be something different it's going to be a new reference it's going to be a new inspiration and i think that's the beauty of the record mm-hmm. well said
0: you're calling out a bunch of specific styles that bad Bunny's pointing to could you give some examples of where we're hearing that on the album
1: yeah, totally. I, I see Dembo um, all over the record, but specifically in Titi Me Pregunto, mm-hmm. where he starts with this sort of bachata beat and then transitions into the rhythm of Dembo, which comes from the Jamaican dance hall. It's reggaeton, but faster. <laughs> draws from the treceo rhythm, but becomes more repetitive. Thinking of like uh, El Alpha, you know, the music of El Alpha. Yes.
2: Who appeared in the first Bad Bunny
1: album. We talked about Merengue and Mambo on Después de la Playa, Bomba, El Apagón, and there's also little... Hints and pieces of, of different genres. Me Fui de Vacaciones uses Jamaican reggae and steel drum Calypso.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have sort of Calypso, West African influence. Mm-hmm. You have Cumbia, the only artist not from Puerto Rico featured on the record is Bomba Asterio, they're Colombian, and they've sort of modernized the cumbia sound, making electro cumbia, which is related to techno cumbia. There's a lot of subgenres of, of general cumbia, but on Ojo Los Lindos, you sort of have this slowed down cumbia bee backing the track. and all of that is is seamlessly folded into the grand scope of the album where when you're listening you may not notice these specific subgenres there's even bossa nova in there mm-hmm. and and they're all present that's what i mean by like the wealth of of material to draw from like it's it's very like wink wink nudge nudge if you know you know taking the key taking the lock you know like unlocking sort of innate connections to this music mm. and also for
2: people who aren't aware of genres like bossa nova I think about how in his second record Bad Bunny reference Girl from Ipanema (laughs) and Si Veo a Tu Mama (laughs) like (laughs) thinking about References like that, these nice little Easter eggs that he plants in these albums, they're very educational. Totally. In, and not just about, like, you know, Puerto Rican music, but I think music across Latin America. I don't think, you know, Puerto Rico is an island, but it's not that much of an island, you know. Right. Would we have reggaeton if it weren't for Jamaica? <laughs> if people weren't listening to reggae in Puerto Rico, like, I don't know, would it sound the way that it does? No, very true. It reflects the breath, not just of Bad Bunny, but I think Latin music as a whole. There's so many cool, interesting sounds. It's like a textbook to the music of Latin America. It is. It is. And that's that's why I enjoyed this album so much is because of how it's like, you know, Bad Bunny's like people's history of the Caribbean you know? <laughs> in song. Yeah. In a song. Yeah, or in, exactly. <laughs> in, in like 20 songs, you know.
0: There's something there for everybody. This has been so much fun to chat with you all. Susie, Rihanna, thank you so much.
1: Of course. whippa, baby. whippa. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
0: Susie. <laughs> Switched on Pop is produced by Rihanna Cruz, engineered by Brandon McFarlane, edited by Art Chung, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, community management by Abby Barr, our executive producers Ahana Rosen and Ashok Kerwa, a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture.
1: You can find this anywhere you get podcasts or online at SwitchedOnPop.com.
0: We're on social media at SwitchedOnPop on on Twitter and Instagram. Holler at us what you think is the best Bad Bunny song on this record. Why do you love it? We'd love to know. We'll be back again on Tuesday.
1: We're going to be talking about Brazilian and Spanish music and how it fits into Latin music at large.
0: It's going to be a really fun conversation. And until then, thanks thanks for for listening. listening.